Well, we would like to welcome you to another episode of the Hope Podcast. Uh, if my addition is correct, I think this is episode number 28. So we want to thank you for downloading this episode of the podcast today and for taking the time to listen. Uh, this interview is being done via Skype, and I have with me on Skype today a friend, Fred Jacoby. Fred, it's good to have you on with us today. It's great to be here, Jim. Thanks for the invite. Well, thank you very much. Uh, Fred is a uh, friend. He's a counselor, and uh, he's also an Eagles fan, so we've already been spending a little time uh, commiserating about that together. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think we'll have to dedicate an entire episode or maybe a series to being a Philadelphia fan. So. Oh, uh at the very least. And that's, <laughs> and that's just for the Eagles. Yes, it is. And then we can just go right down the list. Yeah, that's very, very true. <laughs> well, good. Well, uh, thanks for taking the time. By the way, uh, Fred and I did an awesome episode. I think it was uh, maybe early in the summer, and that's when technology went haywire, and we totally lost it. So, Fred, thanks for coming back on and getting this done. I appreciate that. Absolutely. We're just going to recreate that whole thing word for word. No problem. <laughs> Your memory is much better than mine. I, <laughs> I commend you. Well, good. Well, would you like to introduce yourself to um, our audience? Sure. Uh, my name, obviously, Fred Jacoby. I'm the director of uh, Foundations Christian Counseling Services uh, here in the Lehigh Valley, uh, Poconos, uh, scranton Wilkesbury area, Pennsylvania. And uh, I've been married, uh, oh, let's see, uh, next week, uh, next Tuesday, actually, it'll be, uh, um, it'll be 20 years uh, to, my, to my lovely wife, Andrea. Mm. And uh, together we have uh, two boys, they're twins, and uh, they're 15 now, so they're in uh, 10th grade. And uh, it's, uh, it's been uh, great to, uh, to be Andrea's husband and, and my, my son's father. Uh, it's many challenges, uh, of course, and challenges uh, facing my own selfishness uh, in, in all of those roles. Uh, but it's been uh, great, uh, uh, great experiences and just uh, thank the Lord uh, for such blessings. Well, good. Well, congratulations on your upcoming anniversary. Thank you. Yeah. In fact, uh, your anniversary date is my wife Luann's birthday. Hey, there you go. Happy birthday to her. Yeah, and she is a twin. She has a twin brother. I'd like to say I married the better looking of the two. <laughs> so, well, good. Well, congratulations to you and your dear wife. Thank you. Um, could you share with us a little bit more about your uh, your counseling ministry? And uh, I, I think it's a, a multi-site counseling program that you have. Yeah, we've um, we started up in Broadheadsville, Pennsylvania. And uh, from there, we uh, just was able to uh, spread out. We're a nonprofit organization. And, and uh, as of today, which is uh, 14 years later, um, we, uh, we've got uh, 14 different office locations and uh, about uh, 15 uh, staff members uh, as well. And uh, uh, what, an, what an honor, what a privilege it's been to, uh, to lead such an organization. I think uh, of all those things, uh, I think the best thing that I've done is hire great staff um, because they are, uh, they're the heart of the organization. And, uh, 
we uh, as the Christian counselors, of course, we we uh, we're very Christ centered. There's there's different kinds of, of Christian counseling out there. Some that are more psychological, uh, psychologically oriented, and uh, some that are that are just you know Bible alone. And, and we're, we're we're probably lean more towards that. But we have a, a lot of uh, uh, we recommend a lot of a lot of books uh, that uh, we're big fans of uh, Christian Counseling Education Foundation mm-hmm. or uh, CCEF and and uh, we're, we're we're very like minded with uh, with that organization if uh, if others are familiar with them and uh, so that's the type of counsel that we give it's uh, Christ centered and, and we focus on the heart and uh, and changes that need to be made in the heart that of course uh, are made through the relationship uh, with Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. Very good. Yeah, we are pretty much every episode of the podcast, we recommend CCEF and if people are looking for a counselor. So I appreciate your your orientation in that way. Um, That's great. Very good. Um, Well, good. Well, um, thanks again for coming on today. I'm wondering if you uh, take a little bit of time and share with our audience your story and... Uh, how it sounds like maybe your your story has led you into somewhat into this this field and into counseling. Sure. So, so would you like to do that? Yeah, I think uh, just uh, even coming into this uh, um, field has been a uh, has been a journey. Uh, a lot of times that uh, those in the counseling field uh, get into the counseling field because there are. There are certain wounds um, or certain struggles or issues, whether it's in the family or uh, also personal, and uh, uh, we are able to counsel uh, from those wounds or from those struggles uh, to counsel others, as long as we're able to to work through them, of course, ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, uh, it was probably started around the age of uh, 12, 13, somewhere in that ballpark. I had... Uh, come to uh, know Christ uh, or believe in Christ uh, around the age of 10 or 11, and it was shortly thereafter, and uh, I started to uh, experience um, more depression. Uh, I, I didn't know that at the time. I don't know what I would call it at the time, but uh, I started to uh, become more depressed. Um, I entered a new school, um, a Christian school, actually, and and uh, didn't have any friends. My my family moved to a different uh, different location, and I didn't have any friends there, so I felt very alone. Uh, and uh, as as most uh, do around the adolescent ages, they start uh, looking for um, looking for friends, and and uh, the opinions of other people uh, started to become more important than uh, than the opinions of uh, say family members. <laughs> And uh, so I was starting to, to look at that and, and, of course, not having any friends, uh, being shy myself, uh, also being a little overweight. That was about the, the time um, started to, uh, as a latchkey kid, came home and, and uh, started snacking and uh, being a little less active. So being overweight, not, uh, not too many friends, new location, new school, um, that just started to, uh, to build on me. And uh, I remember thinking uh, with, uh, with a knife to my chest, uh, if this is what life was going to be like, uh, I, I don't really want to do it anymore. Um, so I'd say that time was a, a, a season of uh, significantly uh, diminished hope. <laughs> uh, 
um, where uh, depression oftentimes there is a lack of hope. Um, it was probably the uh, the encouragement of of my sister, uh, encouragement of of a few other people to uh, to to hang in there, basically saying that. You know, life's going to get better. But by then, uh, even at 12 or 13, I was I was interested in girls, and you know, they didn't want to give me the time of day, and mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just just those w- little words of hope, like Fred, don't worry, you know, you know, you're going to find someone someday, or um, or even these. It's kind of funny now. It's these these older women from church, you know, making comments. Oh, he's such a cute little boy, you know. <laughs> I'm thinking. Um, you know, what do you mean a little boy, you know, especially at the age of 12, right? Cause, cause you know, we want to be called young men, sure. but, um, but even, even little words like that, you know, it was just like, okay, well, you know, I, you know, I, I guess older women find me attractive, but obviously not in a romantic kind of way, but, but even just such words, just, just, just gave me a little bit of hope, uh, um, and hope to keep, keep going, uh, help to keep going on. So I'd say the encouragement of my sister and, and uh, and a few others um, were were very helpful during that time. <clears throat> now I wish I could say that uh, you know the <clears throat> excuse me the the depression was was over at that point, but uh, it was only since that time I've 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 carried with me um, that I could recall I've carried with me a, a depression, um, and I, I can't say that it's been at the level where I know that many other people suffer with. Um, I know I've counseled people that have suffered with a, a greater depression than I have. Um, but uh, I would call kind of like a, you would say, a low-grade fever if someone has. I would say I've dealt with a low-grade depression uh, from uh, from around that, that period, uh, that period of time. And it's uh, certainly uh, um, affected, you know, the way I've, I've thought, affected motivations, and um, it's affected some relationships uh, for for a longer period of time too. Mm-hmm. <coughs> okay. Um, so, uh, when you tell that story, how do you? Um, I think one of the questions that often comes to mind is how we can um, not justify, but how do we explain that we who are in Christ and our identity is in Christ and, um, and knowing Christ and then at the same time um, having that, that also present in our, our lives? How do, you, um, how do you put all of that together, you know, that a, that a Christian can struggle with, uh, with depression even at a as you say, a, a low-grade one. How does how do, you, how do you handle that? Well, uh, that's easy peasy, you know, piece of cake. <laughs> but we, you heard the uh, expression "physician heal thyself," and and sure, uh, sure. Uh, and I think for for uh, I almost say for the counselor, counselor, counsel yourself, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> that's a uh, that's been a a long long process. Um, for doing that. And, and even sometimes I'm still learning uh, some things, even after being a counselor for uh, 16, 17 years. And, uh, you know, that was even before foundations. And uh, mm-hmm. I'm still learning some things even even to this day. The uh, Probably the most impactful um, book that I read um, was um, uh, CCEF, uh, Ed Welch, his uh, When People Are Big and God is Small. And I started to get a get a, an understanding um, actually more of my uh, 
of my depression and, and some of the reasons why I've been having uh, low-grade depression for, for a long period of time. Now, there certainly can be some some physical components. Um, I also have a, a, uh, a low thyroid, and uh, any time that you have a, a low thyroid or a hypothyroidism, that can actually affect your, your thinking, um, affects your body chemistry a little bit. And uh, I don't know how long I've had that, so that could have been a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that there can be some, some medical aspects in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think reading that book really helped me understand that some of my depression um, has been, at least at the root, uh, has been because I've, I've been a people pleaser <clears throat> pretty much uh, my entire life. And being a people pleaser, uh, what we do is is we we tend to focus on, of course, the other people, the opinions of other people, and that has an impact in in our lives. If we're if someone doesn't like us, or someone was mean to us, or didn't do what we were hoping that they would do, or um, you know, we would start feeling bad about ourselves, mm. um, or, and I would start feeling bad about myself, um, start making questions on myself, and you know. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. Uh, uh, you know, people don't like me, or or um, I must be a real, you know, fill in the blank. Uh, I was always always uh, overweight since about that age of twelve, and um, and uh, so I'd be. You know, I'm just a fat loser, and, and you know, just things things of that nature. And I and I start to you know, look at myself through the eyes of other people. Um, psychologists would call that the looking glass self. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's how I, I would begin to look at myself uh, through the eyes of other people, and uh, you know, when I was encouraged, I'd, I'd be up, and when <clears throat> uh, when I'd succeed at doing something well, I'd, I'd be up. But when I'd fail, or, or when other people would would say things uh, that were negative, I'd, I'd feel down. And uh, but of course, the, the the things that speak the most are the things that are more down, right? So mm-hmm. <clears throat> that those would be the loudest in in, in my eyes, and and that book helped was a great resource for me because it helped to show that my 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 identity my sense of self-worth but also uh since this is the hope uh, podcast right but my hope actually was being placed in the opinions of other people my identity my sense of self-worth was being was being uh, in the eyes of or through the eyes of other people and it wasn't. It was through that book and through another book, uh, Search for Significance, that I started to uh, understand and realize that that my sense of worth, well-being, identity was was being found um, not in not in Jesus Christ, but is being found in in other people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, for me, that was a <clears throat> that was a, a big step in a in a in the right direction. Sometimes we have these spiritual steps, uh, baby steps, and sometimes we have these, these, these leaps. Um, that for me was, 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 a was a leap, uh, in a, in a great direction. Um, just knowing who I am and who my worth is through, through Jesus Christ, that, that the gospel, that God's love for me, um, this was so immense, even as a complete failure that I failed at doing many things or, um, or other people, it doesn't matter what other people's opinions were. It's, it's God's love for me and <clears throat> that love for me through Christ Jesus on the cross, uh, was, um, uh, helped me grow by leaps and bounds in terms of my sense of self-worth and uh, my identity uh, in Jesus Christ. Mm. Good. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And we do want to encourage our listeners to 
if they haven't uh, read that book, to get a hold of the book, When People Are Big and God Is Small. And you say it's by Ed Welch? Yep. Yeah, Ed Welch. And the other one, The Search for Significance, I usually recommend those uh, side by side um, because that talks about all, you know, that self-worth equals people's opinions plus our own performance. That's the worldly definition anyway. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, the the definition that we could see through the lens of Scripture would be uh, self-worth would be uh, through the lens of, of Christ's performance for us on the cross, not our own, and God's opinion of us, which, of course, is all seen through John 3.16. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And who's the author of Search for Significance? Uh, Robert McGee. Robert McGee. Okay, great. And uh, I'll definitely add those to my list. I, I haven't, I've read a lot of Ed's works, and um, but I haven't read that one, so... <laughs> Yeah, definitely, definitely recommend. I think that's his, actually the best-selling book of CCEF. <laughs> oh, is it really? It is, it is, and uh, it's a great, uh, a great resource. He's been a, he doesn't know it, but <laughs> he's been a, a, a mentor uh, of mine through his through his writings, mm-hmm. and has definitely helped me not only in my own personal life, but also help uh, through the the lives of of clients that I've that I've counseled. Mm-hmm. Well. Very good, very good. Yeah, another of um, their books that I really value is How People Change. That's another excellent Oh, yeah. That's another very, very good one. Absolutely. Uh, well, in your, um, in your work and over the years of counseling, what do you think are some of the um, main reasons why people lose hope? Uh, I think you, you touched upon um, mm-hmm. some of the reasons for your struggle do you see some do you see patterns as you are working with people as to why they often lose hope i've i've seen some from what i've uh, i've seen a lot of times the uh the hope is lost because hope is not necessarily placed in the in the in the best in the best area <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, when we think about um, well, Proverbs thirteen twelve says this that hope deferred makes the heart sick but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life and, and we, we, we look at that verse and, and we see that a hope uh, there has to be with a, a longing uh, a longing for something uh, for fulfillment in something uh, going on in one's life and, and for me um, I know in the past that, that my longing was for um, acceptance by other people um, one of the other things that I see with with uh, uh, depression um, is that um, it also has to do with a a longing for um, meeting meeting expectations, meeting high expectations. Hmm. Um, so when we look at at hope, when it comes to that, when we look at the opinions of other people, there's there's hope that's placed in the opinions of other people and the acceptance of other people. When I look at whether if I'm a whether perfectionism or look at high expectations, um, I'm hoping to meet my my own expectations. I'm hoping to to be successful, and, and in a sense, I'm, I'm placing hope in myself. Um, and I'm, I'm, when we look at hope, and we look at the hopelessness that that people face, and even in hopelessness that that I know that I've personally faced in. In struggling with uh, uh, with depression is is that my hope has been placed in in other things and or in other people, um, but it ne- hasn't necessarily been placed in 
um, or I should say hope in myself too, but it hasn't necessarily been placed in in uh, in, in hope in Christ. Um, I've seen that in myself. I've seen that in 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 other people uh, as well. Uh, even uh, even David in Psalm uh, forty two uh, talks. He says he, he's kind of talking to himself. And he's saying, why are you downcast, O my soul? Why so disturbed within me? I hope in God, uh, for I shall again uh, praise him, uh, for he's my salvation. And he's recognizing something going on inside of his own heart, that uh, his own heart is, is being downcast. Uh, he's, he's feeling depressed. He's, he's, he's know he's feeling some level of, of, of disturbment uh, with, with inside of himself. And then he's he's essentially talking to himself instead of listening to himself, which is probably a really good thing to do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we listen to ourselves so much, we we tend to go down a, a certain path. But when we when we start talking to ourselves, we start preaching to ourselves, telling ourselves the gospel. We start um, we start reminding ourselves that that God is good and hope. When we we rebuild our hope, or our hope is rebuilt. It's because we start looking at the the promises and the character of God, um, rather than the promises of um, uh, or the character of ourselves, thinking that we'll be good enough or smart enough, or or promises in the character of other people, thinking that they have the truth when, within themselves about who we are or our sense of worth. Uh, but instead, we um, we look at hope, and, and there's a sense of hopelessness that many people feel because their hope isn't necessarily placed in the right place. And so there should be a, a hopelessness um, if our hope is displaced in other things because hope is not necessarily found in those other things, but, but there's hope that's specifically found in, in Christ hmm. and Christ alone and in, in, in what he has done for us. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that... I think that there are some other areas, though, that that we go to God with and, and we we pray, and and He doesn't uh, He doesn't answer us in the way that we want our prayers to be answered, or certainly not in the timing. And so, in some senses, in some ways, we our our hope might be placed in the right person and uh, in the right um, uh, character. Of course, in the character of God, knowing that He is good, um, but He hasn't. Uh, necessarily answered us or answered us to the way that we want him to answer us. I, I know in my own personal life, like probably since the age of 10, when I first came to know Christ, there's there's been uh, some things that I've been praying about, and that's for loved ones to, to come to know Christ. And that <clears throat> that he hasn't answered that <laughs> the way that I've wanted him to answer mm-hmm. that <clears throat> in the time that I've wanted him to answer it. And honestly, that, that's that's very discouraging. Um, it's very very discouraging to 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 pray for something over many years, and and have that not be answered. And and you know it's like well it's it's God's will that that all will come to know Him. It's like all right Lord I know I'm praying in Your will, mm-hmm. uh, but these things haven't happened. And 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 I think that's a that's an honest struggle. And is there a is there a hopelessness? Well, I, I think there can be a sense of hopelessness that that certainly develops and. Um, I know I, 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 I used to pray about it every night, and, and I don't necessarily pray about it every night, um, but, uh, but I do come to him, and, and there are some times that I just feel like, well, he's not answering my prayer. I just want to give up. And, uh, but, uh, 
you know, but but then I, I'm reminded of his character, and you know, I'm reminded of his promises, and I'm reminded of his goodness, and and uh, so there are times that you know it's just kind of going back there, going back to that place of saying, God, I, I I know you're there, I know you're listening, and I certainly do hope that this is this is your will, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna trust you, uh, I'm gonna trust and, and put my hope in you, and uh, I just pray that you know just kind of go back to go back to those prayers and, and that hope that that one day he'll he'll answer that. Mm. Uh, yeah. But I, I think there's also just the hope too, where um, you know, just struggling with personal sin, and, and all of us are, you know, our sin natures are we're, we're selfish people, and, uh, and and we go to God and, and say, God, just you know, take take this away. It's almost like that old commercial. You, um, some of the younger younger listeners will will remember this, um, but uh, you've got the, that woman. Um, who's, uh, I don't know, in the bathroom or something, and she's like, Calgon, take me away. And, and it's about a soap, you know, like as if a soap is going to take someone away. It might, might help clean them or smell better. But uh, um, but sometimes we do that with, with the Lord. It's like, God, just just take these sins from me. Mm. And, uh, and he doesn't. And, uh, you know, Lord, just help me not to be so selfish. And then next thing you know, I'm, I'm reminded of my selfishness. <laughs> And uh, there can be a, certainly a discouragement because God hasn't answered these prayers. And, and yet, um, you know, we, we don't always have that road to Damascus experience, you know, where, where our lives are changed immediately. And, and so, you know, there's times that we are certainly, and I am certainly, disheartened. Um, but, uh, you know, God doesn't operate necessarily in my timing and in my way. And so I... I'm just reminding myself, and, and I have to constantly remind myself that His ways are not my ways, His thoughts are not my thoughts, and uh, and He He will give me the grace needed to struggle through things um, and uh, to uh, to become more like Christ. And He's He He hasn't left me, He hasn't abandoned me, He hasn't forsaken me, and so just kind of reminding myself of those promises of God uh, because those promises stem from His character. Yeah, it's a great. Uh... It's a great point, and as you were describing that that struggle, it re- of course we're all very familiar of uh, the Apostle Paul and and mm-hmm. Romans seven. You know, I know I know what I should do, and I I don't do it. Um, yeah, and it's uh, you know even the great uh, the great authors of Scripture struggled with that as well. Sure, I appreciate that. Um, there's something you said a little while ago. Um, we've said many good things, but one of the things that really struck me was uh, when you said that there should be hopelessness if we are placing our hope in the wrong places. Yeah. Um, I think that's uh, for some who are listening to this, that, that may be an aha moment for for a lot of us. You know, And it's like, why are we surprised if our hope is in the wrong place? Mm. place um, but we are isn't it amazing and and we struggle um but the whole point is that uh, we are looking in uh, all of the wrong places uh, pl- placing our faith and our trust in in the wrong things and, and instead of in god and, yeah and but i guess that's you know that's a, a huge part of what you and other counselors are doing is trying to redirect uh, our hope to to where it should be sure 
Yeah. Yeah. And to have that proper understanding of, of who he is and his character and his promises, that's, uh, that's really key. I, I think in, and as we think about hope, because, um, you know, our hope is, uh, when our hope is placed in another person, we know that, that they're always going to fail us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when our hope is placed in God, now he might not meet our expectation um, of, of um, what's going to happen. But when we look at the character throughout Scripture and we look at the promises of God, that he is, he is always faithful. And, uh, you know, we see that our, that our hope is not misplaced, um, but instead uh, our hope is, is, is placed very well. Uh, because he he is good, he is God, and uh, he won't leave us or forsake us. And I, I just think that's so important uh, for us uh, to know. And the gospel certainly isn't just for unbelievers to come to know Christ; it's it's for us as believers. And uh, we need to remind ourselves of this uh, regularly um, that our hope uh, our hope is placed in Him. Mm-hmm. That uh, that is so true. So. Um... Is there a, a verse of scripture that is uh, really helpful to you in this area whenever you find yourself struggling um, with your own depression? Um, or what is one that uh, maybe you could share with us today that helps you to, to gain God's perspective in the midst of, of the suffering that you go through? Um, <clears throat> there's probably a few depending on on what's what's going on inside of me mm-hmm. at that time. Um, sometimes, though, I'd mentioned about the uh, uh, the opinions of other people, but I've noticed lately it's you know more when I'm when I'm struggling is because of my expectations, um, whether it's their expectations in myself mm-hmm. um, uh, that I haven't met and I and I fail, uh, or sometimes the, my expectation for from others. Um, and uh, that I might get down when they when they don't meet them, you know, mm-hmm. as, a, as a husband or as a father, uh, probably more specifically. And I, I think what what helps me the most is um, I, I read a, a book Jerry by Jerry Bridges called uh, Transforming Grace, mm-hmm. and uh, that book was another one of those books that that w- took a giant leap um, with that I and I don't remember if it said it specifically in the book or this was my uh, impression afterward. <laughs> conclusion was that when I have set expectations or high expectations for myself, I actually, I actually build laws in my heart mm-hmm. um, that if I don't reach these laws, uh, that these expectations, then then I'm um, then then I'm a failure um, as determined by the law that I've set in my heart. And one of the things that that book helped me just realize is that in my depression, because when I accept those expectations for myself. Um, I'm actually living by the law uh, of works, um, of my own works, um, but I'm not living by the law of grace. Mm-hmm. Um, and that um, that helps awaken something inside of me about the the desire for uh, for God's grace, uh, for the desire for God's um, and to to experience that grace and to preach grace uh, to myself. Um, so that's not a specific Bible verse, but that, mm-hmm. um, but that is a, a a concept throughout Scripture that by grace that we are saved, um, not of, of ourselves, uh, but it's the gift of God. And when I think about that, that it's not just that we're saved again as from being unbelievers to believers, but instead we we can be saved in our in our depression and our hopelessness. 
of knowing that God's grace um, it, uh, saves us. He is our salvation. Mm-hmm. The the scripture verse I had mentioned uh, earlier, that Psalm 42, 5, the, uh, why are you downcast, uh, O my soul? Uh, why so disturbed within me hope in God? I think that itself is just a great reminder to, to talk to myself instead of listen to myself um, and to really make sure that hope is placed in the right place. And that the last part of that verse is, for I shall again praise him, my salvation. That's that's a, an encouraging um, um reminder too to say you know you're in a you're in a season right now you're in a little period but i'll praise him again um and uh uh, because again he's my my salvation and uh that that great that verse itself is just a great reminder to me that as i counsel myself oh counselor um (laughs) that uh that i can get through this um because of him because of uh his character and and uh because of his promises as well Mm -hmm. very good I appreciate that. Um, could you, uh, I appreciate you t- uh, sharing the difference between talking and listening to yourself, listening to yourself and talking to yourself. Um, we're going to wrap things up here in a few minutes, but could you just uh, uh, explore that just a little bit more for our audience today? Um, the difference between listening to yourself and talking to yourself. Sure. Well, when I listen to to myself, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm just kind of hearing the thoughts, or I'm paying attention to to my thoughts. Um, a lot of times, uh, my, my thoughts will will tend to spiral down the negative, um, or at least, well, there's a lot of times I don't know, but it used to be a lot of times. It's it's a lot less now, but a spiral towards the negative and and. Uh, you know, especially with when we think of depressive thoughts, that uh, you know, for one thing is like, oh, I messed up, and then all of a sudden, from I messed up of goes to, um, man, I'm I'm, I'm a, uh, I have failed, I'm a failure. You know, so mm-hmm. something as simple as an act failed to failure, I am, um, and so it becomes more personal at that point, uh, from the action to the person, um, and then other thoughts that reinforce that conclusion continue to go on and it can go on and on and on until we're until we're willing to engage those thoughts and to stop them and we stop them by by speaking truth uh into our hearts and so that's when we start speaking to ourselves instead of listening to all the negative we, we start to tell ourselves to remind ourselves uh of certain things that we need to know um, that we need to hear and all of those thoughts are just are just um weak opinions by a sinful person um, as opposed to the the truth spoken by the one God um, and his son who is the way, the truth, and the life. And so we combat those thoughts, and I combat those thoughts by speaking truth to ourselves, and those truths, of course, being um, the truths of the gospel, of his love, of his grace, and about what he's done for us on the cross, about his promises, about his character. And uh, instead of believing you know, all the, the feelings-oriented, uh, opinions-oriented, dribble-drabble that we uh, uh, that we speak to ourselves. Yeah, that's very good. I, I appreciate that and uh, had never really thought of it that way. I, I know in my own struggle with anxiety and depression, I've, um, in my own research, I've, one of the things I realize I do at times, I, you put it a, a listening to yourself and 
I've heard it also described as ruminating. You know, we yep. we start listening to ourselves and then we keep going over those things in our mind. And so the um, the act of beginning to talk to yourself is uh, getting all of that redirected to where it should be. So very really appreciate that. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, thank you so much for, for taking this time to be with us today and, and sharing a little bit of your own story. And um, yeah. um, how can our listeners learn more about your, uh, your ministry? Where would they find information about you? Sure. We're, um, um, you can find us online at uh, foundchristcouncil, that's C-O-U-N-S-E-L dot org. Um, they can uh, look us up there. Um, they can also call us um, at uh, um, uh, 570-402-5088. Um, we uh, will certainly uh, uh, be happy to answer any questions that they may have if, if anyone's in the Lehigh Valley, Pocono, Scranton, Wilkes-Barre area, um, mm-hmm. or on uh, Phillipsburg area. Uh, we have people coming here, and uh, they certainly can can uh, give us a call, and, and uh, we'd be more than happy to uh, uh, talk with them. We also do uh, special speaking engagements as well, mm-hmm. and uh, we're happy to uh, come out to churches uh, um, or uh, other agencies to do uh, uh, topics on, uh, on addictions or depression, uh, marriage, um, parenting, uh, and the like. So we're more than happy to, uh, to come out and, and, uh, uh, share a bit and, and teach and, uh, go from there. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, thank you. I appreciate, uh, I appreciate that and all you are doing to, to give people hope. That's, uh, that's so important in this day. And so thank you very much, Fred. I appreciate Great. Thanks. It. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Jim. I appreciate it. And it's, uh, Nice to have a fellow um, Philadelphia sports fan who is um, hoping for a uh, a victory here and there down the road. So we'll see we'll see where that goes too. Well, we're we are supposed to grieve with those who grieve, so we can grieve together. <laughs> hey, when the Cubs are in the World Series, and uh, you know, there's hope for there's hope for everyone. It's amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, good. Well, thank you very much, friend. I appreciate you being with us today. And and thank you, uh, those of you who have downloaded this podcast, um, as Fred shared in this episode. Um, you can reach out to him for more information about counseling services. or And, and we have, will also be including his information in the show notes. So uh, make sure to download those as well. And you can find uh, the website and his phone number and all of that information as well. So thanks again, Fred, for joining us. And um, thank you for downloading this episode of the Hope Podcast. And we look forward to you visiting with us once again. Have an awesome day. Jesus, don't forget that I'm still